0: you ever had to make a hard decision? Some hard decisions would be like knowing what job you should get or choosing the right kind of friends. And you need wisdom for your decisions. You need wisdom so you can know what to do. And our memory verse today talks about that. It's found in James chapter one, verse five. James is in the New Testament and we find our verse in chapter one, verse five chapters are usually the bigger numbers and then the verses come after those are the smaller numbers so if you want to find this verse in your bible first you have to look up the book of james then you find the chapter chapter 1 in this verse and then you find verse 5. it says if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of god james chapter 1 verse 5. if you want to see what the rest of this verse says then you can read it in your Bible. But the part that we're looking at today is only the first part, James 1, 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, James 1, 5. So if any of you lack wisdom, well, that means if anyone needs to know what he should do or how he should understand something. Yes, that's talking to you. You, me, if you need to know what you should do or how you should understand something, let him ask of God. That means ask God for guidance. Ask God for the guidance that you need. He'll show you what to do. You can pray and ask God for wisdom. So if you have believed in Jesus, you can go to God for wisdom. You can ask God to give you guidance that you need. Whenever you're faced with a problem or a decision, the first thing you should do is pray and ask God for wisdom. God will give you wisdom if you ask him. And you can believe that God will do it. Because this memory verse says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God wants you to ask him for wisdom. God will give you wisdom if you ask him. And you can believe that God will do it. You can have that kind of faith. If you've trusted Jesus to forgive your sin, James 1, 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, James 1, 5. Now, if you have never believed in Jesus, then you don't have God's wisdom. You have to first make that decision to believe on Jesus and ask him to save you from your sin. And then you will have the Lord Jesus living in you to give you the wisdom that you need you can believe on jesus today you'll get an opportunity to do that later on and if you need help with doing that you can always contact me and i'd love to help you to make that decision james 1 5 if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of god james 1 5. now if you have a bible you can find where the book of james is by going to the table of contents Or if you know the books of the Bible already, then you know the order, and you can just turn over to the book of James. You find this verse in chapter 1, verse 5 in the book of James. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. James 1, 5. If you need wisdom, if you need understanding what you should do, ask God. Ask God what you should do. Ask him for the guidance that you need. God will give you wisdom if you ask Him, if you've believed in Him as your Savior. And if you haven't believed in Jesus yet, you can make that decision today. And then you'll have Jesus living in you to give you that wisdom when you need it. And I don't know about you, but I need wisdom a lot. God can give you that wisdom. He wants to give it to you. And He wants you to ask Him for it. James 1 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. James 1, 5. Are you good at following directions? Following directions can sometimes be easy and sometimes it can be hard, but following God's directions in life, in real life, is really serious. Now, we remember all that we've learned about Joshua so far. We've learned how Joshua followed God's instructions or God's directions for when they crossed the Jordan River. Yes, they did that. What about when Joshua and the Israelites went to Jericho? They were given directions, and did they obey? Yes, they did. We've seen Joshua following God's directions. And when they got victory, that came because God showed them what to do, and they obeyed. Now, there were two important cities that had been captured in Canaan. And the word was spreading. The word was getting around about what the people of Israel were doing. Now, some kings, Canaanite kings, they heard the Israelites were coming and they decided that they would get their people together to fight Joshua's men. But the people who lived in Gibeon, which was about 20 miles from the camp of Israel, had another idea. When they came to Joshua and the leaders of Israel, it was not to fight. They came with an idea. What was their idea? The Gibeon people, called the Gibeonites, came to trick God's people so they wouldn't destroy them like others who were fighting against Israel. The Gibeonites, or the people of Gibeon, were not believers in the true and living God. The Gibeonites were sinners, and they were in danger of God's punishment for sin, and so are you you are a sinner you're in danger of god's punishment of sin and sin is breaking god's laws and you do it by thinking saying and doing things that displease god maybe you've cheated on a test or maybe you have been fighting with your parents or with your brothers or sisters maybe you tell lies there's many ways that we break god's laws and every one of you is born guilty of sin me too The Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. Only God is perfect. Righteous means perfect. Only God is perfect. God is holy. That means he's pure and perfect from sin. And God cannot approve of any sin. Sin is so serious to God that the punishment for sin is to be separated from him forever. But God created you and loves you. And he sent his own perfect son, the Lord Jesus, from heaven to this earth. And Jesus never sinned. He is the perfect son of God. But he took the punishment of your sin. Jesus' body was buried in a tomb. And then on the third day after he died, he came alive again. And today he's alive in heaven. He gave his blood and his life for you. And because he did that, you can have your sin forgiven. And earlier this week, we learned a memory verse that was found in Ephesians 1 7 in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins Ephesians 1 7 yes in Jesus we have redemption we have our sin forgiven because of what Jesus did he died on the cross and he rose again and you can believe in Jesus as your savior A savior is someone who saves you, and Jesus can save you from the punishment of your sin. And if you believe in him, then you won't be in danger of God's punishment. But the Gibeonites were in danger of God's punishment. And to escape that punishment, the Gibeonites came to Joshua and the Israelites, and they did not come to fight. They came to trick the Israelites and to trick Joshua. The Gibeonites had a plan. They came up to Joshua and the Israelites, but they looked terrible. Their clothes were were all torn and ragged and looked very old. Their sandals were worn out and they were patched up with rags, and they were carrying with them some sacks of moldy bread. Joshua and the leaders of the Israelites could not help but feel sorry for them. If you saw somebody like that, would you feel sorry for them? I'm sure you might. Because the Gibeonites looked very tired and, and just tired of traveling. What did the Gibeonites want? Well, Joshua didn't have to wait too long to find out. The Gibeonites said, we've come from a far country. We want to make a treaty of peace with you or a covenant. Remember that we've talked about a covenant before. It's kind of like a special promise. So the Gibeonites wanted to make this covenant or this like treaty of peace this special promise with the israelites and the israelites were listening and the leaders of the israelites said perhaps you live near us how can we make such a covenant with you but the gibeonites said we've come to be your servants then joshua said who are you where do you come from and again these visitors who were the gibeonites They said, we've come because we heard about your God. We heard all that he did in Egypt and what he did to those kings on the other side of the Jordan River. Oh, the Gibeonites were very careful not to say anything about Jericho or the city of Ai because the Gibeonites were trying to trick Joshua and the Israelites. And if they mentioned anything about Jericho or Ai, then Joshua might realize that the Gibeonites knew about things that had just happened and that they didn't live so far away. The Gibeonites did know about things that happened at Jericho and Ai. The city of Ai, this is pretty cool, it was only six and a half miles from where the Gibeonites lived. So they certainly knew about what had happened that the Israelites had conquered the city of Ai. But The Gibeonites didn't tell the Israelites that. The Gibeonites continued telling their story, their false story, to Joshua and the leaders of Israel. And they said, when the leaders of our country heard about these things, they told us to come meet you. Remember what things they're talking about? They're talking about things that happened in Egypt. Yes, that's the things that they're talking about. So the Gibeonites said, when the leaders of our country heard about these things, they told us to come meet you. The journey will be long, so take plenty of food to eat on the way. And they told us to tell you, we are your servants now. Make peace with us. So then the Gibeonites showed Joshua and the leaders of Israel their moldy bread, and they told them how it was fresh and hot when they left on their journey, and now it was old and moldy. They wanted Joshua and the Israelites to believe that they had been traveling for a long time. But that wasn't true. That wasn't true at all. The Bible says that their bread was dry and moldy when they left home. The Gibeonites also had that torn up clothes and the old sandals. But the Bible says that it didn't happen because they traveled for so long. They were like that from the very beginning of their journey. Joshua and his men even tasted some of the bread And the next words in the bible are very sad it says but they did not ask counsel of the lord that means joshua and the rulers of israel did not ask god to help them make the right decision oh that's so sad they forgot to pray they forgot to ask god for wisdom and if you know jesus as your savior You can ask God to help you make right decisions. Let's say a friend invites you to go and do something with him. Now, the thing that your friend is going to do is not right. You know it's not right. Your friend is planning to go and damage somebody's farm and to destroy some crops. And you know that's not good. You know that God would not like that. You know that your parents would not like you to do that either. Now, your friend is pushing you and trying to tell you, let's go, it'll be fine. No one will find out, but you know it's the wrong thing to do. But here's an important question for you. Do you ask for God's direction so you can make the right decision? If you've received Jesus as your Savior, remember you're a child of God, and you should ask God what he wants you to do. Remember what the memory verse says from today? James 1, 5 if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. James 1, 5. Lack means that you need it. You don't have it. So if you lack wisdom, if you need wisdom, ask God and he will give you. When you have believed in Jesus, you can ask God for wisdom to make the right decisions. Joshua and the rulers of Israel, they did not. Ask God for counsel or for wisdom. The Gibeonites were not on a long journey. They were quite nearby, but they made it seem like they were on a long journey. They wanted to have this covenant, this treaty of peace with the Israelites. And Joshua and the Israelite leaders did not ask counsel of the Lord, they forgot to ask God for wisdom. The Gibeonites' story seems so true that the Israelites did make a covenant with them. The Israelites gave them a promise that they would not harm them in any way. Oh my. But then the Israelites learned something. What did they learn? They learned that the Gibeonites did not live far away. Joshua and the rulers of Israel had been tricked. They had made a very sad mistake. And three days later, The army of Israel was about to attack Gibeon when they received orders from Joshua and his advisors not to do it. Joshua said, we've made a solemn promise not to harm them. Solemn means very serious. All the people of Israel were complaining and they said, why did you do it? The leaders of Israel announced to the Israelites, we will let the Gibeonites live but we will make them our servants. They will be woodcutters and water carriers for all of us. So they were going to be servants of the Israelites. Joshua went to the Gibeonites, the people of Gibeon, and he asked them, why did you deceive us by saying you live far away when you really live quite near us? Deceive means to trick somebody. Joshua said to them, you will now be our servants. You will cut wood and carry water for the house of my God. The Gibeonites told Joshua, We did it because we were told you would destroy us and we were afraid. We are now in your hands. Do with us whatever seems good and right to you. So from then on, the Gibeonites were servants of the Israelites. They were servants both for the tabernacle and for the people. The tabernacle is the place where the Israelites worship God. But because Joshua and the leaders of Israel did not ask God's direction, the Gibeonites were a problem to Israel for many years. And the problems were quick to begin. Now, there was a place called Jerusalem in the land of Canaan. The king of Jerusalem and his people heard about Jericho, and they heard about Ai, and they heard about Gibeon. And the Bible says that the king of Jerusalem, they feared greatly. Gibeon was a great city greater Than the city of ai or bigger than ai gibeon was known to have a strong army the king wasted no time he quickly got in touch with four other kings and he told these other kings come with me and help me let's join together and attack gibeon for they've made peace with joshua and the people of israel so these five kings got together and they had a meeting They all wanted their armies to come together and fight against Gibeon. Wow. So five kings and all their armies joined together and they went up to the city of Gibeon and they prepared to have a battle against it. Joshua heard some news from Gibeon. The people in Gibeon saw these armies coming and they were very afraid. They cried out to Joshua and they said, don't forget your servants. Come to us quickly, save us, because the armies of all the kings in the mountains have gathered against us. The Gibeonites were calling on Joshua and the Israelites to help them defeat all these armies. Joshua got his army together, but this time he listened to the voice of God. Even though he had not been careful to ask God for wisdom earlier, God did not forget Joshua. Joshua was learning. He was learning to ask God for wisdom to make the right decisions. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, you can ask God for wisdom to make the right decisions. There are so many decisions you have to make each day. Some are not super important decisions, but some are very important. God cares about everything in your life. He wants you to ask him for his direction. Big decisions in your life might be like, what kind of job you should get, or you might laugh at this, but even who you should get married to when you grow up. There's a lot of big decisions in your life, and you can ask God for wisdom. Sometimes it's hard to know the right thing to do. But remember, God has a special promise for you in our memory verse today. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. James 1 Five. So when you're faced with a big decision and you need direction, talk to God. Ask God for wisdom. Tell Him. Tell Him about the choice you need to make. And ask God to show you what you should do. God may show you what you should do as you read the Bible. God can work out things in your life so that you know what you should do. And however God guides you, it will always agree with what He says in His Word, the Bible. So when you know what God says for you to do, you need to do it. You need to obey. And you can make right decisions when you ask God for his direction. Joshua was learning that he needed to ask God for direction and for wisdom. So Joshua got his army together, but he was ready to listen to God. And Joshua obeyed God's direction. And after marching all night, His army suddenly was there against the enemy army. And the Bible says that God routed them before Israel. That means that God made the enemy soldiers get into so much confusion that they didn't know what they were doing. They probably even killed one another. And the Israelite army chased them. And God sent a hailstorm with big, large hailstones that killed Israel's enemies. Hail is balls of ice falling from the sky. Now hail still happens in some parts of the world today. Doesn't happen here in Belize, but in other countries of this of this world, hail still happens. It's balls of ice falling from the sky. That's what it is. Kind of like rain, but instead of rain, it's little balls of ice. Sometimes the hail can be a bit larger. That's what it is. So this hailstones came down from the sky and were killing Israel's enemies. The Bible says that more people died from the hailstones than the Israelites even killed with their swords. The day was almost ending and Joshua wanted to make sure that the enemies were completely defeated. So Joshua asked God to do something. Joshua's soldiers, they knew what joshua was asking god to do joshua said sun stand still over gibeon and moon stop did joshua really expect god to make the sun and the moon stop yes he did god did an amazing thing for joshua the bible says that the sun in the sky stood still and stopped going down Until Israel had won the battle, God gave Israel a great victory because they trusted in God. They believed God. And after the battle was over, Joshua and his army, they went back to the place that they were staying called Gilgal. And year after year, Joshua and the people of Israel had other exciting victories in Canaan. And finally, God gave Israel rest from their enemies wow, they've defeated so many enemies and God has given them victory because God promised that this land would be theirs. And by that time, by the time they got all these victories and the land was finally at a time of rest, Joshua was old and God wanted his people, the Israelites, to remember all that he had done for them through Joshua. So he told Joshua to write these things down. And Joshua challenged the people to continue to love God and obey him. And at the end of the book of Joshua, we read that Joshua, the servant of the Lord, he died when he was 110 years old. Joshua's life counted for God. Your life can count for God too. You can ask God for direction to make the right decisions. When you're faced with a big decision, what kind of job you should get or even who you should marry, remember to ask God first. Ask God for wisdom. Tell God about the decision you have to make. Tell him you need wisdom. Remember from our memory verse that God has promised wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God will give you wisdom if you ask him. You can ask God to show you what you should do. And then when he shows you, be sure to obey. God can give you direction to make the right decision. But you can't depend on God's wisdom and direction unless you've trusted in Jesus as your Savior. Would you like to change the direction of your life today so you can start to depend on God's wisdom? The Bible tells you how to do this. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever can mean you. You can call on the Lord and you can be saved from the punishment of your sin. To call on the Lord Jesus means to tell him that you're a sinner and that you want to turn away from your sin. To also tell him that you trust in Jesus who died on the cross for your sin. God promises that if you call on him to save you from your sin's punishment, you will be saved And today, you can make that decision to call on Jesus to save you. And today, you can make that decision to call on Jesus to save you from the punishment of your sin. If you're ready to do that, you can tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. I am calling on you to save me from my sin. Please change me on the inside to live your way. In Jesus' name, amen. If you truly do call on Jesus to save you from your sin, he will save you from the punishment of your sin. If you would like to read about the Gibeonites and how they tricked Joshua, you can read about it in Joshua chapter 9, the whole chapter, and Joshua chapter 10 up to verse 15. Well, that's all for this time. I'll see you next time. Bye.